0: Hi hey guys, welcome to another episode of E Junkies. So as you know, Loki premiered on Disney Plus yesterday, mm-hmm. and today we're going to be celebrating the launch of the show by talking to director Kate Herron. So she'll be joining us to tell us, you know, how Talitabis influenced the show, as well as what it's like to re-envision this this character who is kind of like plucked out from the events of like Avengers. So he's at the height of his villainy, and you know he doesn't have that redemption arc, and it's hitting that reset button and going back to square one. So let's hear what Kate has to say. Hi, it's Brian from Asia One Singapore. Nice to meet you, Kate. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time with us. So I'll jump into the first question. You previously hinted at Teletubbies being an influence for the show. Could you share with us like more about how it influenced the show?
1: So I would say it's a visual reference and it's one of our later episodes. So yeah, if anyone's familiar with the Teletubbies, when they see that episode, they'll be like, okay, I see how this inspired it. This
0: is Loki that was like plucked at the height of his villainy, like right after the events of Avengers. So, you know, Could you tell us like how, when you're approaching this series, how did you feel about hitting that reset button and going back to square one without like nine years of the MCU universe on your shoulders?
1: Because I love Loki and that's why I pursued this project so heavily. And you know, he has had one of the best arcs of the MCU, I think, over the last 10 years. You know, we've seen him go from villain to anti-hero and I love villains and I think that you don't necessarily have to like their actions, but you have to understand them. And I think Tom, his performance brought such empathy and grounding to why Loki was doing what he was doing. So even when he is at his most villainous, you can't help but root for him, even if you're like, no, don't do that. (laughs) Like, You know, it's coming from a place of pain and you kind of understand why he's doing what he's doing. So I think for me, yeah, it was definitely a challenge in the sense that, as you said, like we took him from Avengers and he's not the Loki that died in Infinity War and he hasn't gone on this journey. So. I think for me, the interesting thing was, okay, well, he's not going to be arrested and go back to Asgard. He's actually going to be arrested and go to the TVA. So how does this Loki react like, is he going to go on a similar path or will it be quite different? And I would say in some ways it's very different. And I think that was really exciting to us, you know, putting, you know, Loki who's so chaotic in this place of order and bureaucracy.
0: As a director, uh, what did you envision for this character that you hope would firstly endear him to the the viewers because you know this is again like Loki without 10 years of redemption secondly make him feel new to viewers and thirdly give him that same level of depth that he's built over you know the past nine ten years
1: I think the amazing thing right is that we have six hours so we can delve into Loki in so many ways that you just can't do in a two-hour film so I would say in our first episode to answer your question in the sense of what's new, I think we really do show this, you know, a Loki that's familiar from Avengers, but in terms of endearing him, honestly, I think the first thing is, he's like a fish out of water and, you know, like, When he's going through the TVA, I always liken it to like going through customs. You sympathize with him, right, as he's going through this ridiculous bureaucratic situation. Tom always talks about Loki like he's on the piano, and he says that, you know, we've seen a few keys with his personality across the films, but there's so much yet to explore. So I think that was really important to me that we were kind of showing new sides to him and getting to explore his character in a way that we just haven't been able to do before. In the first episode, we do, discuss a lot of what happens in those nine years in a a very meta way with our Loki. And I think what's interesting about it is audiences that maybe haven't caught up on Loki's story, they will be caught up. But then audiences that are, they're getting to experience that story from a very new perspective, obviously, because they're almost, you know, Loki is the audience to his own story in that first one. Without
0: giving us spoilers, because we don't want to incur the wrath of Kevin Feige, uh, what can you say, you know, to entice viewers to watch Loki?
1: I would say if you love Loki, please watch. <laughs> but you know, if, if you don't maybe know that much about Loki or even the MCU and Marvel, I would say that our show is about identity and we're exploring the question of, is anyone truly good or truly bad? And that gray area in between. And I think that echoes out across all the characters in the show. And just, you know, what is our place in the universe? Like, is there destiny or, you know, do we have free will? And I think that's something that, you know as people I, I think that's something that I, I know I think about a lot so I would say if any of what I'm saying in that regard interests you then yeah please watch our show and hopefully you'll we'll have a fun time and we have good jokes as well so
0: <laughs> thank you so much Kate for your time um, thank I you. hope You've been well. Uh, congratulations on the show and stay safe. And I don't know if you can't see it, I actually am wearing a Loki T-shirt. <laughs> okay, so
1: thanks.
0: Thank you. Okay, <laughs> see you. Thank you so much. We are very excited that we had the opportunity to talk to Kate to find out her views on what it's like to approach this character all over again uh, and to kind of create Loki. Um, in a different vein than what we saw, you know, from from the MCU for the past nine or ten years. And one of the things that she talked about, uh, which I thought was quite interesting, was this this exploration of your purpose in life, your journey in life. You know, is it is it predetermined? Are you on a set path, or do you actually control your own destiny? From what I can tell, they have briefly kind of like scratched the surface of this. It's a very heavy topic, so I'm interested to see where they go with this. And I think it's very pertinent because it ties into this fundamental question: what is the meaning of of our existence and as Loki loves to say I am burdened with glorious purpose so I mean are we? We don't know Um, but yeah I'm interested to see where that uh, plot line actually goes without giving away too much uh, I think what I can say is that there is a strangely a uh, very strong Wonder Vision vibe. But insofar as in, you know, the mystery is concerned, because as you guys already know probably, at the end of the first episode, there is this bomb that is dropped about, you know, this mysterious person that they're chasing. And I think it's very similar to Wonder Vision in that, you know, something evil, something nefarious, something mysterious is a foot. It's not straightforward, it zigs where it zags and you know you can't really quite tell where things are going to go so I think that's you know the, the division vibe for me. Based on speculation from you know people and fans we might get you know an exploration of Loki's powers uh, specifically maybe his shape-shifting abilities and you know the different incarnations that have presented in the comics so there will be like a trippy ride to go down and I am really really excited to see where um, Guggenbert's character goes as well as 1% because I think like you don't just cast named actors and actresses in a show and then like cast them aside so um, yeah we will see where yeah, characters are headed towards and how they tie into the MCU on a larger scale so as always if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of our E! Junkies podcast until next time bye